This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and good evening. Time for a slice of Americana with J. Carol Nash portraying Luigi, a newly arrived immigrant from Italy and now in his new home of Chicago. I find this a really gentle radio series. The plots are very simple, and Luigi touches your heart. I hope you'll find those qualities as we visit with him in a show that first aired in to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now, we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, since I write to you last week, your son Luigi is falling in love with a nice American girl. I bet you're surprised how Italian a boy like me gets American a girl. What is no surprise? Because the biggest American hero is Italian. In Italy, is Garibaldi. In America, is Gary Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm a fall in love with American girl, Mamma Mia, I'm try to find out more about them. Last week, I'm talking with a cashier girl in a movie house. And when she's telling me how she's to go out for a good time, it's just like we build a house in Italy. First, she's to put on a foundation. <laughs> then she's to spread on the paint. After that, she raises the roof, and then she gets a plaster. <laughs> Another thing I don't understand. All American girls, they look nice and skinny. Even if they're fat, they look skinny. <laughs> Is it because the great American invention called girdle? <laughs> All the girls wear this because it takes them in when they go out. <laughs> but American inventors, they're never satisfied. So somebody is an inventor what they call who waste the rent. <laughs> That's not only to take a girl in when she's to go out, but also to take a girl out when she's to go in. <laughs> Anyway, Mamma Mia, since I'm a go out to an American girl now, I try to find out more about them. I ask people, but there's nobody discusses the subject. So I find out for myself. 
I buy beautiful magazine with the beautiful picture of a girl on the cover. It's a very exclusive, a high-class magazine. It's called the True Passion Story. <laughs> this, this is only for ladies, but I give a news dealer extra ten cents and he lets me have a copy. <laughs> I'm reading a True Passion Story this morning in my antique store. When in walks the Pasquale, my countryman, who's bringing me to America. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. What are you reading there, my little man? Are you studying for your examination at night school tonight? It's not important, Pasquale. Hey, why are you trying to hide the book? Come on, give me. Pasquale, don't touch. Let me read. Oh, it's a book about Italians. True Paisan stories. <laughs> Is not the paisan. Is a passion. Passion? Sure, Pasquale. I explain to you what is a passion. Don't bother explain. A passion is like a love, only you breathe it through the nose. <laughs> That's the way Luigi Basco spends his time, eh? Reading the junk. Is not the junk. Is a very interesting. Tells me all about the American girl. Listen. I was married to a glass blower. <laughs> Joyce Marlin, girl, the pin boy. I was held captive by a chiropractor, or I knew it was a love, I could have felt it in my bones. <laughs> That's the sound of very education. That's right, Pasquale. Teaches you all about the love. Ah, uh, Luigi, you're a greenhorn to read a magazine like this. This stuff is a baloney. Pasquale, to you is a baloney. To me is a slice of life. <laughs> Luigi, what's happening to you? Ever since you go out with America and a girl, there's a nobody can talk to you. Instead of studying for your examinations tonight in a school, you're reading this trash. I was in a love with a glass of pinna boy. <laughs> Joyce Samarlin, a girl of Carapodis. <laughs> Luigi, throw away this junk. Read your lessons, otherwise you know pass your examination tonight. Pasquale, I don't know what to come over with me. I know can eat. I'm not going to sleep, and, and I don't care about the night school and examination. The trouble with you is very simple. You in love. Pasquale, I don't go to school tonight. I got a date with my new American girl, Peggy Marshak. You going to have a date tonight in the midst of the examination? Luigi, you stupid fool. You love a crazy greenhorn boob. Oh, Pasquale, <laughs> you're different type of man. You don't know about the love. I don't know about the love, huh? I'm a married of 26 years, but I got a good memory. <laughs> no, Pasquale, I explain. When you feel love like I'm a feel, it's a something you don't let it go. It is something that winds around you. Just the one you think you got it, it slips through your fingers. It's a hard to get, but when you got it, it's the most delicious thing in the world. That's a love. Luigi, that's a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> well, so you forget all about my daughter Rosa. Pasquale, I'm never going to marry your daughter Rosa. Now, excuse me, Pasquale. I'm late for my date with a pig. All right, my little friend. Forget her, Rosa. Forget her why I'm bringing you to America. Forget her United School, your education. Let your business go to pieces. And your best friend, Pasquale, throw him in the garbage. Go, go out with your girl. But, Pasquale... I'm seeing the whole thing, Luigi. It's just like a story of Carmen when she's a driver down Jose crazy. And then at the end, she's leaving him for a bullfighter. 
And what does a poor Don Jose say? Oh, shut up, you fool. It's a wrong aria. It should go like this. No, 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 I'm a shot at Pasquale. Luigi, we countrymen are friends. Think over before you leave. Drop this girl a package. No, is it too late, Pasquale? I'm uh, too much in love. All right, to go. But uh, like in a common, when a Peggy throws you out, like a Don Jose, you come back. But it's uh, no more roses, and no more school, and no business, and no friends. And when you come a crawling back to me, on your knees, what do you think I'll say? Hello, shorty. <laughs> No date with a rose, date with an American girl. I picture him. Hello? Hello, public school number 12. I'd like to speak with Mrs. Spaulding, please. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Spaulding, this is the Pasquale's spaghetti palace speaking. Hello, Mr. Pasquale. I'm a no squealer, but uh, one of your pupils is a play hooky from your school tonight. Who? Well, uh... Like I'm said, I'm an squealer, but uh, he's a short fellow with a bushy hair, speaks with an accent, and his initials is the L.B. <laughs> Luigi Basco? How you guess? <laughs> That's terrible. He couldn't have picked a worse night. Not only will he miss the examinations, but we were planning a surprise party for him. A surprise party? Yes, Luigi's been in America exactly one year today. What are we going to do now? Oh, I fix up. He's to go out tonight with a Miss Peggy Marshak, circular 8276. And if you tell her not go out with him, I'm sure he's to show up at the party. Good. I'll call her and explain the situation to her. Thank you. Oh, and Mr. Pasquale, yes, please you. do me a favor. About the surprise party, don't say a word to Mr. Luigi. I'm going to say a word? Mrs. Spaulding, what do you think I am? A squealer? <laughs> Hello, Peggy. Hello, Luigi. I brought a little present. Oh, how lovely. Wax bananas. Yes. <laughs> I, I think they go nicer with artificial cherries I bring you last Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, let's go to a movie, huh, Peggy? Uh, I'm not going with you. You're not going to the movies with me. Why? Oh, I know, Peggy. Tonight, I pay for you. <laughs> You don't pay for yourself. Oh, Luigi, it's not that. Shouldn't you be in school tonight? Peggy, school is not to mean so much to me now. Since I met you, I'm going to learn a new language from the heart. And instead of alphabet to ABC, is a love. L-U-V. <laughs> Peggy, if you don't like movies, then I take you somewhere else. Come on, I take you to the Y. We play handball. 
Maybe you like we stand outside a radio store and look at television. Luigi, it's no use trying to entice me. I'm not going with you. Peggy, you, you, you kind of mean that. I do mean that. Go to school. You say that because you've got another date. I resent that, Mr. Basco. Go now. And believe me, I'm doing this for your good. I can't say any more, Luigi. Someday you'll know why I did this. But, but, Peggy... Please, Luigi, please go. Mamma mia, I'm a thrown out to buy my girl. Just like Pasquale says, I'm all alone. No friends and no business. No can I go back to school. That's the story of Carmen, all right. Now I know how poor Don Jose he feels. Get up for yourself. For the second act of Luigi Basco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, Luigi, your son, he make a big fool of himself over a girl. In America, it's a saying, when you get it through with a girl, you washed up. Mamma Mia, I'm not only washed up. I'm a steam, the starch, the press, the packed up, and a sent to the cleaners. <laughs> My girl, Peggy Marshak, is left to me for somebody else. Is it like Uncle Pietro say? For every man is a woman. Mamma mia, in Chicago tonight, some men has got a two woman. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do. All I know is, is I cannot face my friend. I'm going to leave Chicago. Don't try to stop me, Mamma mia. I'm going to go. I'm just wait right now for Jimmy, my 12-year-old general manager, to come home from his tuba lesson. Then I say goodbye. Hello, Mr. Luigi. Hello, Jimmy. Goodbye. Goodbye? But, boss, what do you mean? Hey, what are you all packed up for? Jimmy, I'm running away from home. Life is not fair to me. While I'm a bend down to tie my shoelace, love is a kicking me right in the head. <laughs> Jimmy, I feel so bad. I think I'm going to take a slow boat to Italy. <laughs> Boss, how are you going to get along in Italy? That's all right, Jimmy I can learn Italian again And even if I'm a failure in American In Italy, I make a good living I got a too strong a feet I can always crush grapes Boss, <laughs> oh, you're not really going to go, are you? Jimmy, it's no use trying to stop me I'm off on a boat to Italy With the money in my pocket How much money do you have, boss? Seven and a half a dollar Seven fifty? With that money, you're lucky if you could go steer it Jimmy, if a captain takes me on a boat, I'm willing to drive. <laughs> Goodbye, Jimmy. Oh, don't, boss. Jimmy, don't make a scene. We're two big men. Goodbye. Kiss yourself for me. <laughs> just like this, you're leaving me? Not to just like this. Everything I got, I'm leaving to you. But, boss, how am I going to pay all the bills? I leave the antiques and the statues to you. Well, goodbye antiques and a goodbye statues. Goodbye, Washington. Goodbye, Lincoln. Goodbye, Jefferson. Goodbye, Coolidge. Hoover? 
Jimmy, take good care of the vacuum, McLean. <laughs> All right, boss. Say, boss, have you said goodbye to Miss Pauling? Don't mention my school teacher's name. Play hooky is a black and a blue mark against the my name. Goodbye, Alexander Hamilton. Goodbye, Harris Greeley. You with a famous word. Go west, the young man. Goodbye. Go west. Hey, that's a good idea. I'm gonna go west. West. That's a for Luigi. I'm gonna west. Jimmy? Yes, boss? Which way is the west? <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna find out. It's like a story in my passion magazine. I go west and become a millionaire. Boss, how will you make a living? There's a plenty of ways. Maybe I go to Milwaukee and I raise a beer. <laughs> if that's no good, I go to New Mexico and I grow cucarachas. Just <laughs> imagine me and a Peggy Mary. Ah, we're going to live in a big enchilada. And we have a five or six little tortillas. Goodbye, Jimmy. Boss, boss. He's gone. What am I going to do? I got to stop him. How come Mr. Pasquale? Mr. Pasquale. Hey, Mr. Pasquale. What's the matter, Jimmy? Why are you so excited? It's Luigi. He's gone. Gone? Yeah, he went west. Well, where's the Bobby? He's not dead. He's leaving town. He's going away forever. How much money did he have? Seven and a half dollars. Forever means he's going to be right back. <laughs> what do you mean? If I'm no Luigi, he's going to get thrown out of the railroad station... He'll miss you and he'll come right back. You really think so? I know so. That's where the healer want a friend. And that's where my Rosa will be waiting for him. Rosa! I want you should have smell good for Luigi. Put on some of my aftershave lotion. <laughs> There it is, across the street, Union Station. Hey, what's this sign say? Travel at our expense. Join up and see the world. Uncle Sam wants you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip for nothing. It's a funny kind of travel agency. I'm going inside and see. Hiya, buddy. Come on in. Thank you. Please, mister, I'd like to take a trip out the west You've come to the right place <laughs> Ever served before? Oh, that's to the catch, huh? No, I never served before But if it's necessary, I'm willing to become a waiter How far west can I go? Five, ten, one <laughs> When I'm a rich California California? Yes. I'm mean, here is always a nice and a sunny in California. <laughs> well, that can be arranged. California's probably where you spend your boot camp. Oh, one minute I'm away, the next minute I'm a fixer of shoes. <laughs> no, I'm a think I don't go. I'm a gotta make a lot of money because Peggy Marshak is a beautiful... Now, take it easy, Mac. I know how you feel, but things have changed. Here, have some coffee and donuts. Oh. How much does it cost? Free, buddy. Oh. And you get them as long as you stay with us. Well, <laughs> this I like. Hmm. Please, mister, tell me. 
How am I going to travel? Any way you like. Oh. Train, boat, airplane, oh. submarine, dog sled, rickshaw. Sometimes you might even have to crawl on your stomach. <laughs> That's a funny way to get to California. <laughs> Tell me, is enough for money seven and a half a dollar? Put it away, pal. From now on, your money worries are over. In fact, while you're traveling, we pay you 50 bucks a month. 50 dollars? That's private pay. Oh, you pay me in a private, nobody should have seen, huh? <laughs> If you're around ten years or so, you may even get a commission. Commission? How long is it till I become a partner? <laughs> Buddy, you're a partner right now in the most tremendous, most gigantic, and what's more, most successful organization in the entire world. What's the name of the company? <laughs> Great kidding. <laughs> well, let's give you a simple aptitude test to see which branch you're best suited for. Uh-huh. Take a look at that picture. What type of equipment is that? Well, it uh, looks uh, familiar. They're, uh... Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> now, now, here's a piece of naval equipment. Uh-huh. Is that a U-boat? What? Is that a U-boat? No, that's not a my boat. <laughs> well, don't worry, Mac. We'll find a place for you. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because I don't want to leave the town right away. Then you want to join immediately? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> now, uh, would you mind signing right here? All right. Luigi Bus. Now, when I start? You start right now. Oh. Ten, ten! Huh? Ten, ten. Right! What? Ten up! Ten down! I dropped that sonar! What do you mean by eating while you're on duty? Come on! Come on! Come on. Come on. You think I'm in the army? What army? You're in the paratrooper. Huh? Now march! Yes. Pasquale, what are you doing in my store? I'm waiting for little stupid Don Jose to come across in the back of the hands. Hey, Luigi, where you get this a crew haircut? <laughs> it's a long story, Pasquale. You see, I'm a joint of the army. What? First, the doctors is examining me. Then they give me malaria shots, the typhoid shot, the six other shots. Then they cut off all of my hair, giving me a uniform. Then they find out I'm not a citizen, and so they throw me out. <laughs> What's it, a little bandage on your arm? Before they let me go away, they take a pint of blood. <laughs> what a big boob I'm looking at. What a stupid... Please, please, Pasquale. Don't talk like that to a veteran. <laughs> I'm a suffer too much for one a day. <laughs> I know, Luigi. But you can always count on your friend Pasquale to help you. You still my friend? Shame, Luigi. Why you ever doubt me? I'm your friend. 
But you got a, someone who's a waiter for you is even a bigger friend. The biggest of friend you got. Rosa! Rosa! <laughs> Come here, Rosa. Say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi. <laughs> hello, Rosa. Ain't it nice just to have a friend to Luigi? Rosa, no, you must be nice to the hungry to look at what she bring you. Coffee and donuts? No, no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to leave you two lover birds alone. You must have a lot to talk about. Goodbye, my son. Wait, wait, Pasquale. Where's the gym? Oh, poor little bambino. When you leave, he's a sitting and cry his eyes out. I think he's a break his heart. What is he now? I give him a quarter and he's to go to the movies. <laughs> you don't think of anything. It's just you and a Rosa and a love. <laughs> oh, shut up, he's saying. <laughs> Luigi Bosco, my friend and fellow boober. <laughs> Schultz, what do you do here? And are you supposed to be in a night school? Oh, night school. Well, I thought maybe for tonight I drop it in on your antique shop. <laughs> it's funny, Luigi. Me and you, we are both playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the examination... Sure, huh? please. So Rosa and Luigi want to be alone. So if you want to come in tonight, to drop in some other time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Pasquale, don't chase the shots. It's my start. It's my daughter. If you don't mind, I'm staying. Hello, my fine Italian friend, Luigi. Oh, Riley. Anna Swenson. What do you want to do here? You want to miss a night class? Save you worrying, Luigi. Sure, and it's cold outside. It's nice to be warming yourself around that pot-bellied stove. That's my daughter, Rosa. <laughs> Go home already. You've been here two minutes. Pasquale, please. A little while ago, I was ready to leave this country. I thought I got enough friends. But it looks like maybe it's different. If only my teacher, Mrs. Spalding, is still like me. Mrs. Spalding. Hello, Mr. Luigi. Oh, what's happened? It's a whole class in my store. Why not? <laughs> this is a classy store. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Miss Spaulding, I'm very sorry to say this, but I'm I'm a no study for your examination tonight. Just the same, Mr. Luigi, we're going to hold the examination anyway. No, Luigi Basco, what person whom we all know arrived from Italy recently? But but I'm a no study, Miss Spaulding. Well, try it, Mr. Luigi. What person we all know arrived from Italy recently? Rita Hayworth. <laughs> No, no, Mr. Luigi. I'll give you a clue. This person's initials are L.B. Uh, Lionel Barrymore? <laughs> Mr. Schultz, you answer the question. With pleasure. Luigi Bosco. <laughs> Luigi Bosco. And why is this particular day important? Well, I... I, I don't know, Miss Spalding. Well, I know. It's exactly a year that Luigi Bosco has been a resident of this country. That's right. It's exactly a year that the Luigi Basco has been a resident of this country. One year today. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to understand. 
What is the examination? There wasn't any examination, Luigi. I just wanted to make sure that everyone, including you, would be present tonight. Oh, Miss Spalding. My friends, I, I don't know what to say. I'm so glad I don't run away. From now on, Miss Spalding, I'm going to go to school every night. I'm going to study all day. And I'm going to let nothing or anybody interfere because... Of... Peggy, I'm here too. Peggy. Excuse me, Miss Spalding. Is there someone I got to talk to? Surprise. And look, I brought something for the whole party. What do you bring? Donuts and coffee for everybody. Mamma is it the day come out the good after all? Is it prove a man's a best of friends is his best of friends? <laughs> Can't write tomorrow, Mamma Mia, because I'm now busy writing an article for a magazine called The True Passion. Name of the story is I Found the Love in a Chicago. Or is ill wind what the blows and those are good? <laughs> Yes, your loving son, Luigi, the little immigrant. Stay tuned for The Life of Riley, up next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. William Bendix is set to entertain, appropriately centered on the Christmas season. Uh, Riley has joined a Christmas club and discovers after saving for a whole year, his account stands at two bucks. <laughs> Let's hear how he handles that unsettling news. Human beings are improvident creatures, heedless of the future. And thus, banks in this country have had to devise painless inducements for thrift. One of these is the Christmas Club, whereby you deposit a small sum every week for 52 weeks, and then just before Christmas, you go to the teller's window, present your Christmas Club book, and withdraw your savings in a lump sum, which enables you to buy Christmas presents for your friends, who, on receiving them, will exclaim, Ah, what a cheapskate. Standing in line now at the teller's window is Chester A. Riley, who joined the Christmas Club 52 weeks ago. Mrs. Medbury? Yes, that's right. Here you are, $104. I'll take it in 20. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, and 1, 2, 3, 4. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Mr. Roberts? J.J. Roberts. $150, right? Right. I'll take it in 20. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 20, 40, and 10 is 50. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Same to you. Who's next? Uh, me. Riley's the name. May I see your passbook? Passbook, I think I got it. Oh, yeah, here. Hmm. You get two dollars. I'll take it in twenties. <laughs> two dollars. You only made one deposit all year. Is that all? Well, I thought I made... Uh, I guess it slipped my mind. Only two dollars. Huh? I'm afraid that's all. So what about interest? Ha, ha, ha. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, I'll take the $2. Just a minute. There's a 75 cent charge for the passbook. Oh. Well, okay, I'll just. 75 cent penalty for failure to make a minimum of 10 weekly payments. Oh. 
Well, okay. I'll, and I'll a just... seventy-five cent service charge for mailing notices. Okay, okay. Just give me. You owe us twenty-five cents. <laughs> I owe you. T- no wonder on the window it says ten billion dollars reserve. <laughs> Now I know where you get it from. Mr. Riley, you... All right, all right, here's your quarter. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Ah, the same to you. Come on, Riley. Now let's get this shopping list finished. Uh, later, Peggy. But there's only a few days left till Christmas. Oh, I hate last-minute shopping. Yeah, everything is gone and all you can buy is junk. Now come on, Riley, you write the list. Uh, okay, but... Let's try not to go overboard on presents this year. I, I ain't a millionaire, you know. But we got the Christmas Club money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, thank goodness. You know, dear, that was a wonderful idea of yours. Yeah, it was a wonderful idea. Don't forget Babs and me chipped in every week. And a good thing, too. It'll teach you a lesson in thrift. Yeah, it'll teach them a lesson, all right. <laughs> How much have we got in the club? Huh? Oh, about... We uh, should have $104. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> More or less. Well, what about the interest? Ha, ha, ha. Don't count on interest. Well, did you withdraw the money from the bank? Well, no, not, not yet. Well, uh, don't forget. Do it tomorrow. This will be the first Christmas we won't have to watch every penny. I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> now, wait a minute, dear. we got to do this list. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's see now. First, the Morrises. What do you think they'd like? Well, they're both crazy about tennis. Well, how about giving them a tennis ball? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. A tennis ball only costs 60 cents. Well, it ain't the gift. It's the thought behind it. I know what to get them. Trudy's redecorating her dining room. We'll get her something for the table, maybe. How about a nice box of toothpicks? Oh, stop clowning Who's clowning? They're made of the finest lumber Look, Riley, we can get along without you You go for your walk We'll drop this list alone Well, just go easy Don't make that list too long What are you worrying about? The big trick is to shop wisely You'll be surprised what we can do with that Christmas club money Yeah, I'll be surprised, all right Are you home? Yeah, I'm home in here, Ronnie. Oh. Oh, hi, Gillis. Uh, oh, you're trimming your tree, huh? Yeah, hand me some of them there belt there, will you? Where? Oh, these? Yeah, thanks. I get a big kick out of trimming a tree. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Listen, Gillis. Nothing pal. like Christmas, you know. Yeah, sure. Look, I. Sort of get you, you know what I mean? Inside of you. You feel good. Yeah, I know. Look, I. Oh, you, you kind of have a glow inside. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm in a spot. Goodwill toward man. Now, that ain't no baloney. On Christmas, I really look at people different. Gillis, what I'm getting at... People ain't just people anymore. They're my brothers. And I'm filled with the spirit of giving. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, you see. I feel like stopping some bum on the street. Some bum and holding out my hand and saying, Brother, take everything I got. Gillis, can you lend me a hundred dollars? I feel like it, but I don't do it. Why encourage bums? Well, look, Gillis, I gotta have some dough. Get lost, will you? You're turning me down, your best friend. You just said you'd give to a bum. Well, with a bum, I got a 50-50 chance of getting it back. With you, I know I won't. 
Well, it's only for a couple of days. I'll be getting my Christmas bonus from the boss at the plant. Come on, uh, just 60, uh, 50 bucks, huh? Where am I going to get that kind of a dough? Two days before Christmas, I'm broke. Well, I got to get hold of some dough. Pe- Peg is home now, right now, the list of stuff to buy. Hey, didn't you? Yeah, last year you told me you joined up with a Christmas club. What happened? I didn't pay my dues, so they kicked me out of the club. Please, Gillis, just, just loan me 40 bucks. I'm begging you. Look, Riley, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a grown man begging. Don't beg. Do what any other self-respect a married man would do. Hock something of your wife's. <laughs> wife? Yeah, jewelry. You know, a wedding ring. How much could I get on Peg's wedding ring? It only costs $5 to start with. <laughs> only $5? Yeah, that's all she paid for it. <laughs> oh, ain't she got no other jewelry? No, she ain't got... Hey, wait a minute. She's got an old brooch of her grandmother's. Yeah, wait anything? Well, it's supposed to be. It's a real antique. She never wears it. Oh, but what's the use of talking? If I pawn it, she'll find out. She don't have to know. You mean take it and not tell her what? Why, that's stealing. Oh, nothing doing. You won't be stealing. Just marry it when she ain't looking. <laughs> no, I can't do that to pay. Just for a few days. When you collect your bonus, you can redeem it and put it back. Yeah. yeah that's right, just for a few days. And I'm really doing it for the sake of the family. You can't call that stealing. It's really borrowing. Sure, it's just a loan, that's all. Well, sure, you might say I'm just liquidating hidden assets. I'm just transferring the collateral, kind of fiscal fiduciary. <laughs> That's right. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go steal that brooch. Should be here somewhere. You're sure she ain't wearing it? Nah, she never wears it. It's too fancy. It's somewhere in this bedroom. Better hurry up and find it. Yeah, Peg will be home soon. Did you look in this here drawer here? Well, how can I? It's locked. Dope. That's where it must be. Yeah, well, I ain't got the key. Well, pull on it. These locks ain't strong. This one is. Let me try. There. Now look what you've done. It's splintered. You can glue it back later. Look for the brooch. Uh, Should be in here. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, that's it. Gee, it's got diamonds. Oh, sure, this is the real thing. That's fake. Oh, I'm so tired. I can drive. I've never seen this door so crowded. Let's get out of here. Not that way. She'll see us. Uh, The window. But the room, it's all a mess. clean it later. Get going. Come on, open the window. I can't. It's stuck. Let me try. Don't touch your tongue. You'll fix it later. What was that? It sounded like glass breaks. She hates us. Out the window. Come on. Hurry, hurry. It sounded like it came from the bedroom. Now run for it. Why, I could have sworn I heard... Bam. Look at this room. Looks like a cyclone went through it. What? Well, someone smashed that window. And this drawer's been forced. Is anything missing? Oh, well, let's see. <gasps> My brooch. Oh. I kept it here. Oh, Beth, we've been robbed. It's gone. Well, that must have been the burglar we heard. Oh, why wasn't your father here? Oh, what are you going to do, Mother? I'm calling the police. <laughs> How much do you think you can lend me on it? Well, let's see now. It's, it's a real antique. It belonged to my wife's grandmother. And the setting's old-fashioned. So is my grandmother. <laughs> it's worth around $1,000, huh? 
Well, it's got some good stones in it. Oh, it's probably worth fifteen hundred. Well, not quite. I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'll take it. Oh, no, no, it was stolen. I heard the thief. Now, Peg, believe me, we weren't robbed. Oh, Riley, use your eyes. Look at this room. Clothing all over the place, pulled out of the drawers. Yeah, uh, uh, those California moths. Uh, uh. Riley, <laughs> this is no joke. We were robbed. Well, well. Oh, that reminds me. Here's the money from the Christmas club. Oh, never mind that now. I tell you, we were robbed. and You act as if it's something that happened every day. Uh, that's right. I should do something. And, and don't you worry. I will. You leave it to me, Peg. Well, where are you going? I'll handle this. Who are you phoning? Hello? Gillis talking? Hello? Oh, it's you, Ray. Police headquarters. What? Are you nuts? Don't call the police. Officer, I want to report a robbery. Since when does a crook report his own robbery? <laughs> Approach was stolen from Chester A. Now, Riley, 1313 Bluevue Terrace. I, I already called Peg, I can't hear a word you're saying. Wait, I'm through phoning. But, Riley... Now, look, Sergeant. Riley, you go on for You judge. catch that crook in 24 hours. Goodbye. Riley, why don't you listen to me? I told you oh, that yeah, I... Just a minute, Peg, the door. Good evening. I'm Sergeant Henderson, police headquarters. What a department. They certainly moved fast ever since the shake-up. <laughs> Called the police before you got here. Oh. Mrs. Riley? Uh, yes. We believe we found your brooch. Is this it? Oh, yes. Where did you get it? The thief pawned it only an hour ago. Did you catch him? Not yet. <laughs> What's that? I said, not yet. No, but we will. The pawnbroker gave us a very good description. He did. I have a hunch it might be someone in the neighborhood. Oh, no, no, it couldn't be. This is a nice, respectable neighborhood. Well, anyway, I'd like to give you his description. Uh, you may remember seeing him around. He's about five foot ten. Five foot ten. Riley, what are you doing on your knees? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for something. Blue eyes. How can you look for something with your eyes closed? Blonde hair. I'm looking for my hat. It's on your head. Thank heaven for that. Oh, what's the matter with you? He weighs about 170. He said his grandmother gave it to him. Never mind. I know who it is. You do? Chester Riley. Now, wait a minute, Peg. I can explain the whole thing. I don't quite understand. Riley. Well, I, I just borrowed it j j just for a few days. I needed the money. I, I didn't want you to find out there's no money in the Christmas club, so... Oh, no! No, I take that back. <laughs> but every week we all gave you money. Yeah, well, I borrowed that, too. You borrowed that, too? Okay, Sergeant, I'll go quietly. Take me to jail. Well, if Mrs. Riley prefers charges, uh, Mrs. Riley? No. No charges. I'll handle this in my own way. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, good night, ma'am. No, Sergeant, wait. Chester Riley, 
When I get through with you... Sergeant, come back. As a taxpayer, I demand that you arrest me. I'm entitled to protection. <laughs> and now, back to The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. Craig! Babs! Oh, you're eating already. I'm sorry I'm late for supper. I stopped in at that stool pigeon. I mean, pawnbroker. And, and redeemed the... Here's your brooch. Okay. Well, take it. Come on, thank you. I'll put it in your purse. Okay, okay. You don't have to tear my hand off. Put it in yourself. I wasn't going to take anything. Oh, might as well sit down and eat. What's for supper, eh? Uh, what are you eating there, Junior? <laughs> Is that pot roast beds? You might answer me when I talk to you. Fine thing, I come into my own house and nobody says a word to me. Not even hello. I'm the head of this house and I insist that somebody say hello. Hello. That's better. <laughs> no, no, you have the wrong number. Now, look here, Peg. I'm entitled to some respect. Respect? You want respect after what you did? Well, I just took the brooch. I'm not talking about the brooch. But Babs and Junior trusted you. Every week they gave you their nickels and dimes. We saved it out of our allowance. Well, who gave you your allowance anyway? Mom did. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure you knew. (laughs) We trusted you, Daddy. And you took their money and, and stole it. I didn't steal it. No? Well, what would you call it? Embezzlement? (laughs) I really meant to deposit the money. I I just borrowed it. And I would have put it back, only Christmas came so sudden this year. (laughs) Some Christmas. No presents. Yeah, we got a tree and nothing under it. What will people think? Well, is that all you care about? What people think? My boss will be dropping in Christmas morning to hand me my bonus check. How will it look? Well, whose fault is it? That's beside the point. We got to do something. Just don't try pawning the furniture. (laughs) I'll think of something. I ain't going to have no naked tree in my house. Oh, hi, Muley. Merry Christmas. Yeah, same to you. So long. Merry Christmas. Fine Christmas I'm having. I'd have a merrier Christmas if I was in Forest Lawn. Would you care to bet? Huh? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, I didn't recognize you, Digger. What are you doing dressed up as Santa Claus? Well, I do this every year. Mm-hmm. I solicit contributions for the UEPJYS. U-E-P-J-Y-S. The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Ball Bearers, Jolly Yule Tide Society. <laughs> Charity, you know. Our slogan is, help a body get on its feet. <laughs> I stand on the corner here and I ring my little bell. Listen. 
That's very jolly. I see you've been doing a lot of shopping. No. Oh, you mean these boxes? There's nothing in them. You got any empty boxes, Digger? No. Every box down at my place is filled. <laughs> I'm giving away a lot of gifts this year. Why do you need boxes? Oh, just an idea I got. I, I think I have enough. Well, I'd better get on home. Merry Christmas, Digger. The same to you and a happy new year. I wish you happiness, prosperity, and a long life. And believe me, I don't say that to everyone. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Riley! I'm in the living room, Peg. Well, what are you doing? Riley, what are those packages? Uh, they're presents for the family. Well, where did you get the money? Oh, don't to... get excited. There's nothing in them. <laughs> but they're wrapped so beautifully. I did it. I bought some paper and ribbon. If people drop in and see all these boxes, they'll think it's presents. They, they won't know it's really empty. <laughs> that's used in my head, huh? And that's empty, too. <laughs> I guess it is, only it ain't wrapped as pretty. <laughs> Riley. Oh, Mom. Hey, look at all the presents. Ooh, where'd they come from? Don't get excited, children. They're empty boxes. But they got tags with writing on them. That's right. I, I always say if you do a thing, do it right. This one here's from you, Peg, to me. It's supposed to be an electric blanket. The card says, To my darling husband, may this keep him as warm as my burning love for him. <laughs> oh, brother. And this one here says, To the best daddy in the world from his love and children. Cute, eh? Well, it's just an idea. This one here is for you, Junior. Gee, that's a funny-looking package, so long and thin. It's supposed to be a baseball bat. Oh, I wanted a football. I'll make it a football. <laughs> and this here is for you, Peg. Both of them. I, I got two boxes for you. It was very generous of you. Card says, to my loving wife, a merry, merry Christmas. Well, Riley, what are you crying about? That's the way I am. I get so much joy out of giving. <laughs> what time is it, Peg? Half past eleven. You better go and eat some breakfast. I ain't hungry. Stevenson should be here by now. Maybe he's not coming this year. He better come. I'm counting on that bonus. Why are you all sitting there looking at me like that? It's a fine Christmas morning. Everybody's sitting around like it's my funeral. Hey, here comes your boss, Pop. That's his car. Huh? Yeah, that's it. I told you he'd show up. Now smile, will you? All of you. Remember, it's Christmas. And... <laughs> Merry Christmas, boss. Merry Christmas, Riley. Come in. Come in. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you, Mr. Stevenson. My, what a beautiful tree. Look at all those beautiful packages. Hey, you haven't opened them yet. Uh, well, no. <laughs> we, we didn't get around to it Well, yet. what are we waiting for? Let's open them. No, no. <laughs> Come on, Riley. I love to open presents. No, don't, please. Peg, Yes, let's open them. Oh. <laughs> hey, Riley, this big one's for you. This is yours, Junior. Here's yours, Babs. Well, go on, Riley. Open it. Huh? Yeah, I, 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 I Well, look at that. 
An electric blanket. Yes, an electric blanket. An electric blanket? <laughs> but how did... I, I can't understand. How did... How could you win a football? You have a handbag. Oh, thanks, Riley, Yeah, but yesterday they were empty and... Holy smoke, I never believed it, but there is a Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> Well, how else did it... Oh, Peg. Peg, you went and... Oh, Dumplin', you filled... Oh, you're sweet. Well, I've got to be running along now, folks. Goodbye. No, wait, 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 wait. What? Yes? <laughs> 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 did, didn't you forget something? Well, uh, let's see. Coat, hat, gloves, cane. Oh, I've got everything. Well, well wait a minute. No, I, I didn't mean that. I I meant... Well, it's Christmas. You know, Christmas. <laughs> oh, 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 of course. Stupid of me. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Mr. Stevenson. What a cheapskate. A whole year I slave for him, and he don't even give me a bonus. I was counting on the bonus. Not for myself. I, I wanted to give it all to you, Dumplin'. Just goes to show you can't depend on nobody except your family. Oh, it was, it was wonderful what you'd done, Peg, surprising me like this. I don't know where you got that money to buy all... <laughs> Peg, you, you didn't. The bon not, not, not my bonus. You, you didn't take. <laughs> Mom sure put one over on you, Pop. She got the bonus from your boss yesterday. You stole my bonus. <laughs> what? You embezzled my bonus. I what? You borrowed my bonus, and you're welcome to it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas dear. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, Peg. What happened this Christmas taught me a lesson. I should think so. We won't have no trouble with our Christmas fund next year. Now, this next year, I was thinking we, we'll, we'll save $3 a week. Huh? Oh, hey, Bob. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, now, let's shell out for the first deposit. Here's my dollar. Oh, here's my 50 cents. Here's mine. And here's my dollar. Fine. Now, first thing tomorrow, I'll go to the bank and open it. Hey, Peg. Wait, wait a minute, Peg. What are you taking that money for? I'll put it in the bank. This time, we'll keep it right here in the cream jug, where I can keep an eye on it. <laughs> well, what's the matter with you, Peg? Don't you trust banks? <laughs> Folks, this is Riley, alias William Bendix. All of us, Peg, Babs, Junior, and Digger, are happy to be with you in this warm and wonderful holiday season. You've all been good friends, all you folks everywhere. In the big cities and the little towns and the farms and the ranches all over the USA. Yes, and the boys who are all over the world tonight in uniform. We're thinking of you and hoping you'll be home soon. Our sponsors, the makers of Pabst Blue Ribbon, join us in wishing you, wherever you are, a Merry Christmas. It's a real thrill to be able to send a holiday greeting to so many people all at once. So let me say again, to the friends of the Rileys and Pabst Blue Ribbon everywhere, a very Merry Christmas. Oh, it's the life of Riley when it's Pabst Blue Ribbon you drink. 
The finest beer served anywhere, so let the glasses clink. Oh, east or west or north or south, there's nothing like it at all. Yes, you're living the life of Riley when for Pat's Blue Ribbon you call. When for Pat's Blue Ribbon you call. Pabst Blue Ribbon invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker by arrangement with Universal International Pictures, now releasing South Sea Sinner, starring Shelley Winters and McDonald Carey. Tonight's script is by Reuben Ship and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Bobby Ellis. And Mr. Stevenson is Alan Reed. Consult your local paper for the correct time of the Life of Riley show on television over NBC each week. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be here tomorrow night to hear Sam Spade, followed by Suspense Theater. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.